Appamada's programmes and facilities are supported through your generosity. Your support really does make a huge difference. You'll find a link for contributions on the website at appamada.org forward slash contribute. Thank you so much. as uh, a document and offering to be intimate with Tori's injuries, Tori's self-adventure. And that first little segment, you know, it says, when I scooted away, what does it say? Look at the real They tend to start to know it, right? So he starts out by saying, when I look around, there's some things that I start to notice. And then what he, in this case, says that he notices helps him have some realizations, two things, this realization, this realization twice. And then he pushes it and, and takes it to an extreme. And even, and even when things are kind of rough, guess what? It's still the Dharma manifesting. And you realize that as well. And then at the end, towards the end, the last bit, he, he turns it around and <clears throat> I'll just remind you of those last bits. He says, then on each moment's flash of our thought, there will grow flower, right? And on each lotus flower will be revealed perfection. See, you know, unceasingly manifests as what? Our life. Our life. Which way? Just as it is. Right here. Right now. Right right yeah. So that's that's an important statement, isn't it? It said so looking at things in this way, having certain realizations, stretching yourself to imagine even the worst, there's still awakening possibilities. Then, then, then on each moment's thought. Be able to have that spacious, grounded, open realization of what it's like to live a life full of everything that a life is, and and still be willing to choose it. And then one final statement: If if one can appreciate life that deeply. No matter what, may we extend this mind to you know this pretty well, so that we and the world together may attain maturity. Yeah, yeah. In the wisdom of the awakened mind, I, I realize something I could never realize without practice, and then I naturally. Want to extend it. That's why it's what it's not about. It'll offer it.
think of a time, an actual moment, or encounter, a period, something, where you met a situation, or you were met in this sangha, or among these sangha members, or in some event, something, in this community, in which you were, you can imagine yourself kind of seen in this way and nourished in this way, where you experienced the kind of kindness and care. Maybe you've had experiences that were unremarkable or just boring or regular or even difficult. Certainly those things that have happened among all of us. But is there a moment in which you experienced uh, the kind of basic goodness or, or kindness or care? I'm not trying to be romantic or just looking on the bright side. You notice when it does manifest this way. Because this is at the end, this is where we're coming to. And we know it's not all that. But personally, when you're like inspired or supported, or someone listened to you deeply, and it made a difference to you. It doesn't have to be extraordinary. Or when you were maybe met in a way that exemplified what Apamata actually means. I don't mean Apamata, I mean, you know, diligent mindful care. <clears throat> and you don't have to say anything at the moment. Maybe you think of a moment or a relationship or something, you know? So what we're going to ask you to do is um, gather a bit in groups of four, probably is good. And once again, with about five minutes each at least, just to speak about it from your heart. And it's lovely to do so. The stronger practice in these groups is the listening part. Someone will offer a story, a vignette, a moment, and that's a gift, and they can appreciate it. But that's not about, like, woohoo, remember? It's can you meet them in the way that Purushan is talking about as they speak to you? And that kind of loving kindness, that kind of loving presence. Not syrupy, not romanticized, not anything like that. Just fully, openly. And notice what it does to you when you do that. And just listen to each person, hold each person that way. And then you'll have a, if, so you have three different people that you practice with as you offer yours, and they'll each have three as you offer your little story. It's not about commenting on the stories. You're going to tell your story or describe it in however way you'd like. But really, it's about how you receive each other, what Bodhisattva needs. And to understand that there are lotus flowers that blossom, though you can see tough things even that manifests as your life right now, and that we want to extend this, and that's what we're going to be practicing. Does this make sense to you? It's, it's a lovely thing to do. So once each person has offered their, their story, you have about five minutes, and you don't feel the five minutes, just sit, that's okay. And then, then you can discuss a little bit, but the discussion isn't about the content of what you, the story you told. You may say something about it, but it's more like, what was it like to listen this way? And to meet with your whole embodied self this way. What, what, did, what happened in you? What was your experience in, in the receiving and offering your presence? That's what you're going to examine and just be 
interested in it, mindfully reflect on it. And if you want to say something about the story, that's okay, but we, we don't get caught in the content of the stories. That's not really the essence. Does it make sense? So um, once again, we'll have you know, 40 minutes or so like we did yesterday, because that gives you about the run of time, I think, to gather, to speak, to listen, and then to do a little discussion and just see how it moves. All this, this little four-person part of the song that move in terms of this last piece of Korean Jews, very south of all. You might even think, you know, the first night when I did the review of Bodhisattvas, I talked about qualities, compassion, loving kindness, equanimity, simple, joy. Talked about the practices, generosity. You've come around. And <clears throat> so if you uh, don't have any other questions, we'll go forward. If you do, I'll be happy to answer them. Would you please talk again about what our story is supposed to be like? Any vignette, moment, relationship, where you are met in a way um, that is like what the word Akamata or Bodhicitta, a Bodhisattva would do. Maybe someone was kind to you, maybe they were generous to you, maybe they were patient with you in some way. Uh, or maybe a group met you and offered you something that you didn't expect. And so you were able to. So that we in the world together maintain maturity and something happened. We're using this this way because I want to have some fidelity to our, our text and our teaching. Does that make sense? It looks like even when I say it, there's something that moves in you. Yeah, see, it's right there, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't. You trust that. <clears throat> Stand up. Yeah. We'll, we'll do something for your fellow online in just a second. And find three more people real close to you right now to make a group of And do you have any? We got two more. So just find a group. Maybe it would be five. Join in. Okay. And then you're going to make groups of four. Oh, I've been there too. 
mm -hmm. had that same experience relatively. Yeah. And Lori was talking about how that is sort of the, the grist for the mill of connection. A shared experience in that way. Yeah. yeah. And the, it's important to name. It's a way, at least for me, that what you just said is the experience I've had of realizing that at the time. And to know that we share it, suddenly I feel like I, there's an intimacy. I mean, it just feels good. That's not the point. It's like there's, there's something now that's knitting us together a little bit. Yeah. In that uh, shape of, of a song that maybe even some shared intentions underneath it, at least some shared experiences, common humanity, all kind of things. Mm -hmm. Thank you. For me, the two things came out of our group, and that was um, the, the empathetic joy in listening to others share their experience of kindness they received and what it meant to them. It's like, I felt it too. Right. It was their experience, and that's that shared yeah, So you have that sympathetic joy. Yes. And empathic. There's also, I mean, the word comes out of Hakomi, but it's really useful, I think, in terms of Buddhist practice of non egocentric nourishment. Oh, yeah. It's a nourishment that doesn't have anything to do with the ego, mm -hmm. it's just natural. Yeah. And, and that's very, uh, it's clean. Yeah. Mm. Very, very, very nourishing. And the other thing was, the remembered gratitude that continues to stay with you when you talk about an experience like mm -hmm. that it's like you're you remember it so clearly and the gratitude is as strong now as it was when it happened whether it was last week or 10 years ago yeah. how important that is when someone offers you that kind of kindness yeah. it stays with you you know when we touch that essential nature Kindness, whether it feels like a kindness, a compassion, even if we call it love sometimes, it's outside of time. Mm -hmm. There's something about those qualities that you tell the story now, but if it's, um, is it, we're shaped a little differently as a result of using that small thing, and then that shape comes with us, even if that we can memory phase. So it's the same with trauma, right? If you feel it, experience it in present form experience. So I think of this kind of experience as counter trauma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a great idea. Um, well, right, the first person who spoke said something about you saying something to them, you don't have to be a Buddhist, you could be a Buddha. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I heard, you know, I said four Buddhists, but they said yeah, five, <laughs> whatever. Um, they were all such little things, and it reminded me of Wordsworth's thing, little unremembered acts of kindness and of love, or unremembered acts of kindness yeah. and of love. You know, and, and they all, and I thought this yesterday too, that these things all came after some adversity. Mm -hmm. And that was always interesting, something that flipped. Yeah, you see, the relief of suffering in it, and it comes from small things, it doesn't have to be grand, but the relief 
in the moment that you feel the relief, you're fully released. That may not last forever, it may not touch, but you're fully in that moment. Like if you're laughing at something, it's a different, it's something that's truly funny, not harsh or aggressive. In that moment, you can't be depressed. And at that moment when you really feel, at least for the moment you feel the nirvanic moment, that was a nirvanic moment. I was really free of reactivity in that moment. Well, I've noticed that with the smile and yeah. playing with that in terms of meditation and smiling and then mm -hmm. somehow I can't have any thought yeah. but a smiling thought. <laughs> and that's different than diluting yourself or just managing something. Like the chemical. I can feel the chemicals yeah. change. You can also do that. You can play like everything's okay when it's not, but that's not what we're talking about. So. Thank you. Oh, yes, please. Um, well, in my very beautiful group, there was, uh, I would say that there were examples where each of us described kind of going into a situation with a, mis a kind of a misunderstanding and then meeting another person who met us with kindness and um, uh, offered an opportunity for repair and that that, and that transformed the relationship and the trans, you know, mm -hmm. in my case, it certainly transformed me. Um, and that it's just an example of our point too. Mm -hmm. I wanted to put it in those words. It's beautifully said though, which you, the way you just said it, touched me. As he said. One of the things we, when we were talking, it's like, it's, it's really so wonderful to hear from you, but we don't have to do a lot of talk about because you just you did it <laughs> you already had that but it's just good for us it's good nourishment for us to hear a little bit from you so i appreciate you you doing that do you want to say something else do you have time okay just like just that i loved how we've kind of talked about this with the sympathetic joy but a lot of times it's like it's my my journey with Appamata and I write in my journal about all I'm learning from Appamata and I needed such a nice break from that more self-centered yeah. it was this it broke it open into this like um, multiplicity of shining little sparkles everywhere that, that are all happening at the same time with everybody and so that was kind of fun it like burst open my singular mm -hmm. Appamata experience into this gorgeous kind of blossoming of all these things happening at the same time. Does that yeah, make sense? Absolutely. It's it's interesting. I'm gonna say it, and this may not sound very nice that I would say it, but you know, the, the, the we say the self-centered dream, but that also can be actually about our practice and how it's going like, oh, it's it's my practice. Like, and that's a bad thing, but it's limited, and you realize, wow, this is happening, and unless we speak. And reflect each other, we don't realize it. Then that knits things together in a different way. So that when things uh, stretch that fabric, and maybe sometimes even be torn, then we have the capacity for repair because we have the experience that's shared. So mm -hmm. that's great. This will be very brief. If I've learned nothing here from all of you, it is this, that conflict 
and meeting conflict deepens relationships and care, which is what you just said. Yeah, but it's it going never... well doesn't actually deepen relationships that much. It deepens joy. It's repair when it's broken. It yeah. deepens relationships. Yeah, and many of us were raised in situations where where things broken, you throw it out. And so, thank you all. Well, there's no path to repair. There's just no path. So let's uh, let's walk together with that. Prepare for Kenyan. <laughs> <laughs>